Hi, welcome to podcast number 10. Well done us, we've reached 10 podcasts. Yay! I know, it's good. And that's all you're getting. We're stopping there now. We are, not really. <laughs> no, but just on that subject, there's going to be two more because this is a series of 12. And then we won't be doing them every week. We will be doing them once a month. Mm. So that's a bit of a change. So, um, Are we going to be doing something else? No. Oh. I think they get plenty. Thank you very much. <laughs> and all for free. I think you'll find... Well, yes, apart from those who contribute, yeah. I think it's good value. <laughs> so anyway, Happy New Year. It's 2020. We've reached the Roaring Twenties again. How wonderful. Mm, there were quite a few people who dressed up in uh, flapper costumes I saw for New Year's Day on Facebook, a number of our friends. Were they? there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't see any of that. It seemed to be a bit of a flapper New Year's Eve at the Fox pub. No, I didn't see any photos no. of that at all. No. So a thoroughly modern Millie vibe. Yeah, definitely. Mm, that's a film I've not seen for a long time. Many years, decades, in it's fact, for me. One of my favourite films, actually. We should see if it's available somewhere and watch it. Well, it will be available. It'll be available on Amazon or Netflix, I would have thought, yeah. to rent or buy. Um, Julie Andrews, of course, and Carol Channing. Yeah. I haven't seen it for decades, definitely. I, I, I really like it. Have it's, we ever seen it together? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Um, Mrs. Mears is my favourite character. <laughs> She's great. I love her. So sad to be all alone in the world. Has it been decided what the 2020s will be called yet? Do you know? Have you read anything about it? Well, who decides? I mean, it's well, not I as though there's know. some body of people that, that decides what they're called. Well, I know, that? but I'm, uh, people are referring it to the Roaring Twenties well, only already. Because, only because the previous Twenties were, were called that. I uh, know. There's no other reference point, is there? I wonder if it was called the Roaring Twenties at the beginning. I don't suppose it was, was it? It was sort of given that name at some point during the decade or after the decade, I suppose. Well, yeah, because nobody would have known how the decade would go. was going to pan out. I mean, we're talking about a post-war decade yeah uh, which is probably the reason for all the gaiety i would have thought i mean look at the 50s yes yeah you know post-war decade yes for a lot of people it was um austere but there was also a huge rise in culture you know the teenage culture began in the 50s essentially people people making their own way really from america and i guess there must have been a, a sense of um how lucky a lot of those younger people were mm. because they missed they missed the war didn't they well i i suppose for those people who were enjoying the 20s and for the the 50s it was those who got back from war or were not old enough to go or yeah, didn't. but there, well, there would have been yeah, but there would have been some older teenagers, wouldn't there, that that missed it by a few years. Yeah, but also a lot of people would have lost parents. They would have done, yeah. You know, or uncles or grandfathers who. Well, I don't know how old grandfathers were in those days. I guess they weren't as young as some of them are now. Well, you were looking back the what, other day at ages, weren't you? And the average age. In Victorian times, did you say it was something like... It was 40. 40. Yeah. Life expectancy, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, it was. And that was like 120, 130 years ago? Yeah. But what I'm saying is families weren't as young as they are now. No. You know, there are people... I, don't, I mean, I don't know what the age was for conscription. I don't know. I've got no idea. Um but I guess it was 17 to... I don't know. I have no, no idea. I don't know. So I'm sure people can tell us, and I'm sure we can Google it ourselves if we really want to know. But we're just talking about decades. And, you know, the 
the way in which a decade is shaped and named by society um, for, you know, for what it stands for. I mean, I remember the end of the 70s and the beginning of the 80s. I remember that. Why? Um, because it was marked by certain music. Mm. Um, you know, I remember, I think ABBA had Super Trooper, which we've talked about before. And of course, one of the songs on Super Trooper is Happy New Year. Oh, and yeah. um, they say, you know, they, they say what will happen at the end of 89. Mm. You know, so... Um, and I think there's, the 80s was a decade of, of change anyway. Um, the 70s was a decade of mess, really, politically, certainly, the early 70s. Um, and, of course, the 80s was also a decade of, of hedonism and greed. Which continues very much to this day in certain respects. Well, the 90s was very much like that as well. You know, the 90s was... Um, a real sort of party vibe about it, the early 90s, certainly for me. And the noughties was also very fresh and new. I mean, I don't know, we, we move forwards, don't we, as a race? We try to develop and change and become more modern-looking. But going back to the 20s, and you think of thoroughly modern Millie and how the concept they had was that everything was so modern... Mm, mm. and new and fresh um and you know we look at it and of course it's old but isn't it interesting how if you really stepped into those people's minds back in the 1920s how would it have looked there's no way we can visualize that i mean you know we think of i don't know space age and futurism as you know sipping through the stars and wearing silver and or is that an 80s point of view or a 70s point of view well i think wearing silver and things like that goes back into the sort of 40s and early 50s with the films that were coming out then but it kind of continued in a way in the sort of kitsch sense didn't it into the 80s i mean you look at things like the late 70s starship troopers yeah yeah um you know and star wars and all of that mm you know, sort of, I don't know, we had this image of flying cars and, you know, zipping to Mars for lunch. I mean, it, it's interesting when you do look back because digitally we, we've come a huge way and in entertainment we've come a huge way. But actually, we've not gone that far technologically in the last couple of decades. When oh. people were thinking, oh, well, we're going to be in the moon back on the moon in the, you know, 1920s, well, sorry, in the 2020s, of course, we most probably will be because that's now been said by the US that that will happen in the next five years. Um, but we, there's no moon base or anything like that. No, that but I think everyone what, thought there would be. What you're saying is it's not necessarily technologically Techn in many ways, technology has changed beyond recognition since the 70s in terms of the size of things in terms of the computing power in terms of memory things like that yeah digitally they have changed in terms of space rocket technology they're working on that all the time well they are but they we we can't zip across to mars in three days like they thought we'd be able to no, because, 20 years ago because of the laws of physics the laws of physics don't allow us to do that with the current technology. They'd have to come up with, you know, other means of doing that, um, you know. And I think they thought they would have those means by now. Well, yeah. Genuinely. Yeah. But then we look back at some episodes of Tomorrow's World, which got so much right. And you, I think there was a mobile phone thing the other day that said by the middle of the twenty. 2030s people would actually be able to talk through their wristwatches and of course that actually started happening with apple watch didn't it where you could actually receive a phone call hasn't really taken off but that's what 
technology is there already. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think I think we've now got what a lot of the children of the 70s dreamt of having. Mm. You know, like a, a, a television in your pocket. Well, yes. Which we have got. Um, a computer in your pocket, which we've now got. Mm. Mm. You know, uh, in the advent of smartphones has changed a hell of a lot in terms of how we access information and how we communicate with each other. I mean, there's so many ways to communicate now. It's not just by telephone. I mean, when was the last time you had a conversation with a friend on the phone? Uh, no, not for... You you mean a, a, friend, a friend on the work? On the phone, yeah, not, not for a long time. No. no, neither have I. I mean, obviously, talk to my mum, I talk to my brother, and I talk to work colleagues, but I don't talk to friends on the phone. Oh, God, I, well, obviously, I spend two and a half days on the phone all day at work. Yeah. You know, but in years gone by, you would spend like two hours chatting to somebody on the phone. Pardon me. <clears throat> You know, and not think anything of it. I haven't got that much to say, to be honest. No. These days, I really haven't. I think we have less and less to say. But I think, for me, that is about my career. Well, it's not a career, it's a job. It's about my job. Because I spend all day talking to people. Mm. All day long. I don't really want to talk when I get in. I don't want to communicate. I, for me, it's absolutely ideal to sit down with my phone and be able to communicate with lots of different people, but not have to talk. Mm. You mm. know, and I personally, I don't see anything wrong in that because it's still communication. You know, I mean, we're talking now, aren't we? Yeah. And people are receiving our information via their phones and computers. And they're communicating back if they want to in comments. Exactly. So, you know, two-way conversation doesn't necessarily have to be by, by voice. No. Really. I, I do find it a challenge in my work life, though, because some people like to communicate by voice. Others like to communicate via WhatsApp, others by email, others by Telegram. And actually, I, I find it a bit challenging keeping up with all the different ways that different people may want to communicate with me. And they might actually say, well, I'd like to communicate via WhatsApp. And you communicate via WhatsApp and don't get a response. So you think, well, maybe the best thing is actually to give them a call, which it often is. Well, I mean, that's all to do with business, isn't it? At the end of the day, it's all to do with people setting stuff up. I mean, if there was a monopoly, if Google had the monopoly on everything, we'd all be communicating through platforms by Google, wouldn't we? Well, yeah. And of course, a, a lot a lot do. Yeah. You see, I, there's a lot to be said for that, for having one method of doing it. But then you don't have, what do they call it, free enterprise or whatever. And choice. And choice. Yeah. Sometimes but, you choice know, can be a bit too much, though. Yeah, well, we've talked about this before. There is far too much fucking choice these days. Really. Mm. I think that's one of the reasons that I like shopping at a place like Lidl, because my choice is actually limited. If I want to buy a jam, I have a choice of two jams. If I want to buy cereal and bran flakes, I have a choice of one type of bran flake. That's it. And I like that. Well, that's the reason it took me so long to get a new bloody vacuum cleaner. Yes, folks, I did buy a new vacuum cleaner. Mm. But it took me frigging forever to choose it. And... You know, because there's so much choice, so many different sites. In fact, one of our followers did actually really help me by posting some reviews. And uh, that was really helpful, actually, because it, it shared good information from um, somebody else's, you know, research. But it, there is too much bloody choice in general because everybody's trying to make a buck, aren't they? Really? All these companies, they're just trying to make a buck and they're trying to make it from us. Yeah. Well, I, th I think everyone's trying to make it from each other in many ways. Well, of course, that, I mean, that's the way it goes. Money makes the world go round, Paul. 
as yeah, they say. I, yeah, I, I think commerce makes the world go round. I'm not sure money makes the world go round. Well, we live in a world where the exchange of money happens continuously. We're all consumers. Yeah. And I mean, that's, you know, that's something that we're looking at in the new year. I mean, that purchase of a, a new vacuum cleaner, I mean, I didn't have to get it. But I got it because it makes my life a little bit easier in terms of cleaning three floors in a house. It's basically. a bit of a luxury. It is, but I've been wanting it for a while and I saved up for it. You know, it's taken four months of saving £60 a month, which I do, for things like that. Mm. And actually it makes my life easier as I get older having a cordless vacuum cleaner that I can use on the top two floors of the house. And it also makes it safer. It does. It makes it a lot safer because I've nearly tripped on that cord. Yeah, and you have um, fallen down times. the stairs before. I have fallen down the stairs twice. So the the melee, which you really do like, um, that vacuum cleaner, is quite cumbersome being carried up and down the stairs with the cable and, and all of that. And heavy and yeah. heavy. And I think it's good that you have something now that is smaller, more compact and less dangerous to do the stairs with. And, of course, rechargeable and less less wattage than that machine, you know, that Mila. So it uses less electricity. It actually uses less electricity. Right. Yeah. And is it as good on suction power and things? Okay, so just for those of you who are interested, I've bought a Shark, a Shark rechargeable cordless uh, stick vacuum cleaner. Does it have any fins? And No, Paul. And um, I bought it to do the top two floors. We've got three floors. We've got ground floor, middle floor, and a, a loft conversion. And um, what did you say? What question did you ask me? Suction. Um, no, the suction is absolutely nowhere near as good as the Mila. Really? Absolutely not. The Mila is a sixteen hundred, right? You know, power, whatever wattage. This one's a lot less than that, but it's got a rotating brush, mm. like basil brush, which does pick up the 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 dirt, you know, the dust or whatever. So yeah, so I bought a shark and. I love it. I have to say, I absolutely love it. It's really great. It folds up, so it's compact, and it stores really beautifully. It's bagless, and with a click of a button, you know, all the dirt comes out. And it's got several attachments, too. And it's a handheld as well. I know, it's marvellous, the technology. But you see, that's the thing. You know, 50 years ago... You didn't have those. Well, 50 years ago, they thought that today we'd be plugging something into a wall, didn't they? And it would all just take it through the wall. Yeah, but we've got robot vacuum cleaners now. Yeah, we do have robot We've got robot cleaners. vacuum cleaners, which, you know... Well, we don't have one. Well, we don't because we've got Persian rugs with fringes. Mm. And they can't cope with a fringe. Otherwise, believe you me, I would have got one. And are you putting the... Um, what it all the dust and hairs and all of that that it scoops up are you putting that into the compost bin no oh well you've not said to well it can go in the compost bin well i didn't know well yeah it can do it'll compost down it's just dust and hair isn't it yeah exactly yeah so there you go that was my new year purchase it wasn't cheap it wasn't cheap but it wasn't as expensive as a dyson which um, we have not had success with. We did have a Dyson years and years and years ago, but I, I personally wouldn't buy one again. I found that it was not constant with the suction. Mm. You had to constantly clean the filters. And no, that was no good to me. So anyway, yes, we're now a two. Oh, no, we've got three vacuums, haven't we? We've got that Black & Decker dust buster as well. That I use in the dressing room. Yeah, again, that's got a long cable on it, which if you use on yeah. the stairs is easy yeah. to trip off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just use it for picking up hair and nail clippings in the dressing room. Oh, lovely. I do. No, I do. And it's useful. I, I do like convenience. 
I do like convenience, but we've had that for years. It's not as though it's a new purchase and it's been used for years and I'm quite sure it'll still go strong for years to come. And it's like a backup as well. Mm. So we're a three vacuum household now. Mm. Half a car and three vacuums. Yeah, barely half a car. (laughs) And you say you love your new Shark vacuum cleaner. Well, I've said that. I've talked about it. Uh, And so if you have the choice of, of me... Or the vacuum cleaner, which would you choose? Well, it's the vacuum cleaner, of course. Mm. God. God, that's a no-brainer, Paul. (laughs) Really. (laughs) So, anyway, yeah, new year. New vacuum cleaner. New year, new me, new vacuum cleaner. Um, Though it was last year you bought it, wasn't it? I, yeah. um, I was going to talk about new year and the fact we don't celebrate New Year's Eve. We don't go out. Um, we didn't even have a drink. I didn't. No, I had a little whiskey. Yeah, I didn't. I couldn't be bothered. Haven't had anything to drink apart from half a glass of wine mm. um, on Christmas Eve. That was Christmas over the day, Sorry, Christmas yeah. Day. And that's been it. And we um, we were in bed on New Year's Eve by 10.30. Yeah, 10. yeah. No shenanigans either. We we were asleep by about 10.45, no I think. No shenanigans, Yes, yeah, so it wasn't early bed for any reason. Good God. Nobody's <laughs> even going to think that. I mean, it barely passes through our minds. It's not going to... They're not going to think of that either. No. Really. And then we were, this year, just very briefly woken up by the bombardment of fireworks at midnight, I don't remember... I I honestly don't remember waking up. I really don't. I said, oh, it must be midnight, and you went, yes. Uh, I... I, I, And then within moments, you were... (sighs) Yeah, I don't even remember that, I'm afraid. No recollection whatsoever of that. All I can remember is somebody shouting Happy New Year in the street. And I thought to myself, God, that's a bit late. It's the middle of the night. So you said you didn't hear that person shout that. I didn't hear that, but I think I know who it was because they did have some um, people celebrating New Year there. I saw them go into the house earlier. Well, I just heard him shout it and then his daughter or son or whoever, a child shout it as well yeah so i think they just did it for the hell of it i don't necessarily think it was at 12 o'clock no i think it was supposed to be two in the morning or something yeah. or half past one yeah when when was the last time we actually went to a new year's eve have we ever been to a new year's eve party yeah we went to one at um, bill kenwright's Oh, yeah, we were, yeah we did. Yeah, Sorry, many yeah. years ago. That was Millennium, wasn't it? Was it? No, it wasn't Millennium. No. I what? can categorically tell you was now. Was it night? That must have been 98 then. Don't know. No idea. Can't remember. Well, there we are. All I can remember is there was a room full of um, relatively pleasant people, including a couple of slightly famous people as well. Yeah. And that's all I can remember. So, um yeah, New Year, memories, thoughts of... I mean, I do remember years and years and years ago, uh, me and my sisters, we would be... We'd kind of be left on our own, and we'd watch TV. What, your mum and dad would go out? Yeah, they'd go to the pub. Right. And they'd leave us at home. How old were you then? I don't know. Teens? Old... No. <laughs> Teens, Paul. Oh. No. Younger than that. Oh, Right. Younger, I was certainly younger than 11 Mm. because um, we were at Hardwick Drive. Right. So um, my sisters were, I don't know, um, eight, seven and eight, something like that. Mm. I Um, remember mum and dad going out. Um, We always had, we always had, I would stay with a friend or something, we've never left on my own at, th- at that age and my brothers would be out doing their own thing on new year's eve anyway and um but i do remember very very early on when we were still at the the first house the house that i was at when i was a baby martindale it was called i remember a new year's eve party lots and lots of people and balloons which we'd blown up that day and they were in a a sort of net on the ceiling and I remember at midnight the the net being 
um, loosened so that the balloons could fall out. And I, I, I must have only been about three or four at the time. And I remember there was a, a song playing after the sort of Happy New Year and Old Lang Syne thing. I do remember um, that song, 369, The Goose Drank Wine, Something Chewed Tobacco on the Something Something. And I, I've got it in my head, but I can never remember the words. But that is, that's my earliest memory of New the Year's Eve. The clapping song. The clapping song, that's what it was called. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember all the words? Three, six, nine, the goose drank wine, the monkey chewed tobacco on the streetcar line. The, the lion broke, the, the monkey got choked, choked and we all went to back, we went somewhere. I went in to a, heaven in heaven. a little rowboat. In a clap, little clap. Yeah, gosh, yeah. That's my, my earliest told moment. me if, if I was goody, that then she would buy me a rubber dolly. I always thought that was odd. Even at an early age, I thought a rubber dolly was my odd. My sister told her I kissed, kissed a soldier. Now she won't buy me my a rubber, rubber dolly. dolly. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. We probably, you know, violated several copyright laws. We do apologise for that. Well, we'll have to take also, it down for the three people who listen. We also apologise for our singing there. It wasn't particularly good. I thought mine was fabulous. Well, yours be good anyway. <laughs> Um, no, I wasn't projecting or fully singing in that way. No, I would shock you all if I did do that. You would? I would. Because uh, you're a I'm very not, good singer, aren't I'm you? I'm not these days, but I used to be. He used to be, yeah. um, I, I'm like Julie Andrews. I've lost it now. <laughs> Your chords have gone. Yes, my chords have gone. No, her chords haven't gone or she wouldn't be able to speak. Oh, right. Well, what happened? They had she had, an opera- she had an operation that didn't go very well. Right, mm, right. It's tragedy. But, you know, she's okay with it. We've talked about it. Yeah, she phoned me the other day. Yeah. <laughs> Did I she said, wish you Happy New Year? No, she didn't. Um, anyway, let's move on, shall we? What, we, what have we watched over Christmas? Oh, yeah, you wanted to talk about TV, didn't you, Paul? About what we've watched. Yeah, well, we normally talk about things that we've watched. So Mm. I thought we would. And I think the Christmas TV has been pretty shoddy. Well, we don't watch Christmas TV. That's the whole thing. But we we do record things. Yeah, but we don't sit there watching BBC One, hoping a Christmassy show will come on. We caught a few bits and pieces, if you recall. We watched The Two Ronnies. Yes, we did. That but was it was outtakes. an it was an outtake show, and that was fascinating. Um, because to be honest, I was never a really big fan of the two Ronnies. I preferred slapstick comedy mm. over there. I preferred things like Benny Hill. Yeah, and what's his name? Who was the guy that used to do impressions of the Queen? Um, oh uh, God, oh. Scottish guy. Dick uh, Emery. No, I like Dick you Emery. You like Dick Emery. Oh, God. Baxter. Stanley Baxter. Stanley Baxter. The Stanley Baxter Gosh, show yeah, every year. I, I loved Stanley Baxter. He was absolutely brilliant. He was so funny doing the Queen. Mm. And Dame Edna would always do a show at Christmas. And in fact, did one did this one, new year. Which was... Pretty poor. Yeah, but it wasn't Dame Edna that was poor. It was the guest choice. The choices of guests were not good. Sharon Osbourne, really? Where? I mean, she's only interesting if she's talking about her plastic surgery. Well, they tried to talk about that. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Because I think that was the only subject that she'd approved. And then they had that that man without a tie, without a a bow tie. Judge Rinder. I have no idea who he was. He's the UK's version of Judge Judy. And frankly doesn't cut the mustard for me but he's obviously a well i was going to say he's obviously a celebrity well he is it's a very it's a big show a lot of people watch it it's a daytime tv show oh i wouldn't know then um but the thing is it didn't gel and i don't know why because if you're a fan of day medna you know how day medna rolls and you've got to roll with it but they were kind of not rolling with it enough. 
I think they they look confused. Rick Stein was there as well, wasn't he? And well, that Rick they just looked confused. Rick Stein's hardly a chat show personality, is mm. he? Yeah, but to really? be quite frank, I thought he was the best out of the three that we watched. Mm. I thought it was well. We we turned off. Because we gave up. It was actually not that good. It was very disappointing. I think it would have been better to have had, um, I don't know, early on somebody really really good and really funny yeah because sharon osborne's not a comedian no no really no um you know she's just good when she's sort of moaning at simon cowell really has she done is she still on that program no and i don't care mm. but you know that was yeah really disappointing yeah, to be honest, it was just a bit weird. Um, but what what did what were your highlights in terms of TV? What were your highlights? Would you say? Well, my my highlight was Wurzel Gummidge. I enjoyed Wurzel Gummidge. Yeah, it was we good. spoke about that on um, Sunday chat, and it was it was great. It was lovely, and I look forward to more. I'm sure the BBC will recommission it. Yeah, maybe. Well, yeah, you never know with the BBC. Look, if they can sell it abroad to other audiences, then they're going to do another one. Yeah, yeah. You know. So we shall see. We'll hear about that. Um, The one that I really enjoyed, and all of these were sort of harking back to old times, was the truth about Agatha Christie, which was something that we recorded a good few weeks ago. But it was about... It was a, a... fictional take on Agatha Christie's disappearance in, was it 1926, something like that, Um, where she disappeared for, I think it was about 11 days, and there was a big search for her. And this take, this fictional story, was that she went and helped a person who came and asked for her help to find the murderer of a friend of hers, and it all took place in a, a lovely old house, didn't it, in the country? Well, I wouldn't say it was a lovely old house. It was a bit ramshackle, wasn't it? It was a bit ramshackle, but it was an old house. It, 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 it had seen its best of days of century or more before, maybe. But it was great. We both enjoyed it, didn't we? We did. I mean, I quite like sort of mystery things. Um, what was that other thing we watched? Which one? There was another mystery thing, another Agatha Christie thing. We watched. We started watching the um, Agatha Christie and the Curse of Ishtar, but we didn't get on with it. We gave up because it was sort of a bit more tongue in cheek. Wasn't there another one that we watched? We we watched a number of old, old, old marples oh, and Miss Marples. I tell you what, we did watch the new one with Jennifer Aniston. Didn't we? Murder Mystery. Oh, yeah. We yeah. watched that on Netflix. Yeah, we did. We enjoyed that. That was... It took me a while Sur- to get into it. But surprisingly good, Yeah, actually, with a bit of a twist. I don't know Adam Sandler. I haven't really seen Adam much. Sandler, yeah, we don't watch Adam Sandler films, do we, particularly? But he was good, she was good, and the story was good, and it was very funny. Yeah, it was. It certainly had its... Big moments where, where I well, it was typical. It was typical American comedy, which actually we really like. We like the rhythm of American comedy. They play New Yorkers. New Yorkers have got a rhythm as well. They captured that, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so that's recommended. Actually, what was your other highlight, Paul? It was two old films, really: Double Indemnity and Strangers on a Train. Yeah, Double Indemnity I've seen before and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more the first time round. Right. Because did you know what was going to happen? Because I didn't know what was going to happen. Right. I've never seen Double Indemnity. Which is why you enjoyed it. Yeah. And Strangers on a Train. Mm. I just... This is the thing about Hitchcock. Because it's suspense. I actually don't really like suspense. Don't you? No, it puts me on edge. And I know it's supposed to. Well, it gets you too anxious. Yeah. 
Right. And I know it's supposed to, and I know it's supposed to drive the audience completely insane. I understand that. But I don't particularly enjoy that experience. No. I don't feel particularly fulfilled afterwards. Mm, mm. I just feel wound up and think, oh, shut up. So I'm, it, it's okay. It's, I mean, there are good performances and obviously it's well directed. But you know what? I'm realizing more and more over time that I'm not really that much of a Hitchcock fan. I appreciate what he did at the time. What for cinematography? Yeah, well, yeah, sort of. I think there are better examples of cinematography in terms right. of filming. You or, well, yeah, maybe. There are. I mean, some of the effects are downright crummy, really. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but but uh, wasn't he a big budget director? So a lot of the budget would go on him rather than on anything else. I don't know. I've got no idea. I've never really researched Hitchcock that much. I'm not a huge fan. But I, I certainly will watch what he does. I do like Psycho. And I like Psycho for its multi-layered, um, whatever, multi-layered thing. <laughs> We've recorded Psycho you know, 2, which obviously is not directed by him. No. But um, I don't think I've ever seen Psycho all the way through. Psycho is a good movie because it's multi-layered. Because right. there, are, there are so many different things happening. Um, and, you know, you've got all these sort of hidden meanings going on. Um who knows whether those things were intentional or whether people have read those things into it mm. over time. I don't know. Um, but, you know, I think he was a clever director, but I don't think he's the director, the best director ever. No, no. You know, in fact, I don't know who is. I mean, I, I don't well, we're really not. Rate... We don't really keep those names and things in our heads, do we? I'm not a movie buff. Mm. I'm really not. You know, I, I will only invest my time in a movie if I think I'm going to really, really enjoy it. I give it 10 minutes. If in 10 minutes it hasn't catch, captured me, caught me, then that's it. I go and spend my time doing something else, mm. frankly. And there are certain things that I like that you don't like and vice versa as well. Oh, God, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, you know, I'm pretty picky. I'm pretty picky when it comes to entertainment. In fact, if I'm not in the mood for watching something i would rather sit and meditate mm. I, I really would i'd rather sit and and just be than actually waste my brain space on something that i don't think is very good i will often have something on the tv while i'm doing something else oh god no i just can't do that mm. i think what um though these old movies do show is how how technology has changed uh, the way we look at murders these days and how films are put together these days because obviously the technology has advanced so much since they were originally made. And when we look at something like Strangers on a Train, which is all about planning the perfect two murders, they they just wouldn't hold up now, would they? Because they'd be able to trap people on their mobile phone and the yeah. calls that were being made and all of that. They they just wouldn't hold water. Well, the same goes for double indemnity. Um, you know, we we said that during it. We're not going to say anything in case you've you've not seen the film. Um, but I think for me, what they show is actually how if the story is good. It doesn't really matter what the medium is or how good the medium is. If the story is really solid, that's why the birds, the end of the birds, I mean, really? I don't get that. No. And, you know, sometimes when you're going along and you think, but that, that doesn't make any sense, that really bugs me. And if it's not, if it's not got a satisfactory conclusion that makes me feel happy and satisfied, I don't like it. That's what I want out of my entertainment. I want to feel satisfied, you know? And I think that's what a lot of the really good directors do. It's like Gone with the Wind. Who directed Gone with the Wind? I can't remember. I don't hold things like that in my head. No, I don't either. But, you know, Gone with the Wind. I mean, if you're not seeing Gone with the Wind, 
it is, I mean, you hadn't seen it, had you, Paul? I hadn't seen it all the way through And I, I said to you, you've got to watch it. You've got to watch it. Mm. And you watched it and you absolutely were totally engaged the yeah. whole way through. Yeah. And it's one of those films. If you like a good story combined with some pretty special, uh, colourful filming. I mean, it's beautifully shot. It really is. Um, Gone with the Wind is your film. Yeah. You know, um, you see, there are some good examples where things are absolutely stunningly beautiful, crisp and really clear. You see, I find some of the Hitchcocks, they look blurry. Well, I suppose they are old, aren't they? Yeah, but the, Gone with the Wind isn't blurry. No, that's true. But Gone with the Wind had a much bigger budget than all of Hitchcock's Well, films. I guess I'm just a big budget boy <laughs> one film that that does stick in my memory um is valley of the dolls oh yeah That's i'd never film. seen that film again it's a really good story mm. it it, re- it it really resonated with me when i watched it and it's a film that i would really watch again i bought the book I think it was about 50p in a charity shop. So I will read the book at some point, but I will watch the film again. Um, I think it was on Netflix or Amazon when I originally saw it, which was only about maybe four or five years ago. And Richard said to me, what do you mean you haven't seen it? And it totally hooked me. And I thought the filming in that was superb. Yeah. I mean, it's got a really good theme song as well. Yeah. And, um, it's not until you, if you've never seen it, it's not until you realise what the dolls actually are mm. that it all sort of fits into place. <laughs> it's, We're not going to tell you. No. You've got to go and watch it. It's funny because there is a, a film that I saw years and years ago that I remember and, and it has lots of dolls in it, lots of dolls and dolls' faces in it. And I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be that film. It was going to be about dolls. I thought it was going to be a sort of horror suspense thing about about dolls with china faces and those eyes. Essentially, it's a soap. It's a soap opera. Yeah, really. I mean, it's Gone with the Wind is the same. It's got these are soap opera stories. You know, if you think about it, they're complex stories, lots of characters lots of intertwined relationships and things going on, situations unfolding. Um, but they're just told with such skill mm. um, that you can't help be captivated, you know? I mean, I just can't bear it when you're watching a film and you just think, why am I watching this? This is crud. Well, it, it's when we, we watched something else which had... Was it Douglas Henshaw in it over over, over Christmas? We watched something, and I don't even know who that is. Didn't really care for the characters again. I don't know who that is, Paul. It's See? the Scottish one. I don't know who it is. That ghost so thing we saw with the boy no. and the no. mother and the house and the which one? Oh, never mind. It mustn't have been very good. No, clearly, exactly, clearly. exactly. The thing is, give it to the old films; they knew how to tell a story. They knew a ripping yarn when it mm. hit them in the face. But one that did entertain us was that the reboot of Tomb Raider. It did. Yeah. Yeah. We enjoyed that. We enjoyed that. Very, very different to the... What was her name? What was her name? The original one. Angelina. Angelina Jolie. Yeah, you see, I can't even hold that in my head. Um, very different to the Angelina Jolie one. And it was a it was a reboot. So um, I don't know whether it was the story was after another game or something. But yeah, we quite enjoyed it. Mm. It was quite fun. Yeah, we did. I thought the chase with the um, in Kowloon Harbour or whatever it is was particularly good. I enjoyed that. Good. But I don't think we watch much else. I think that was it. Yeah, I mean, you know, actually, we, it sounds like we watch TV all the time. We watch TV in the evenings. Paul occasionally puts it on in the afternoon if he's doing something in the front room, like on his computer. Answering you know, comments and things. Um, but unless it's a sort of holiday time, I never watch daytime TV. I used to. Years ago, not not now. I just, I've got other things to do, you know? 
I don't waste my time in that way. I'm not even sure what daytime TV is nowadays. Well, it's sort of, you know, chat shows and judge shows and home shows. Loose like Women, that. that's still going, Loose isn't Women it? Is, is around lunchtime, I think. Loose Women's still That's a going. chat show, essentially, isn't it? But anyway, let's move on from bloody TV. Jesus, we sound like fucking TV addicts. And we're not. Let's move on. I've started spring cleaning. Well, you have with your new shark vacuum. No, I have. I actually pulled the boxes out from under the bed. We've got these big wooden boxes with tools in, actually. Tools and bits of storage stuff. And I pulled them out and, and took away the dust bunnies. In fact, it was a layer, a thick layer Did of they dust. try and jump away? Well, they got sucked up pretty easily with that new machine, I can tell you. And the good thing about that new machine as well, it's got lights on the front, so you can actually see in dark spaces. That's <laughs> fantastic. So we'll be able to do the outside path at night. What? Well, it could do with a good hoover, couldn't really? it? Really? Yeah. I don't think so. Can we use it in the car? Yeah, it's not going anywhere near that car. <laughs> It's not allowed to be used in damp conditions, Paul. Oh, right. Okay. And that car's full of damp. Yeah. Yeah. Good God. You've been down the plot, though, haven't you? I have. I've been doing various things down the plot. And a bit later, I'm going to be going down again to do some more tidying. I think I'll be doing that tomorrow. You're focusing on plot projects. I'm focusing on house projects because there are several things in the house that need to be done during winter some decorating some repairs i'm focusing on that and you're focusing on the plot are you going to be painting anything white because you always say that's difficult at this time of year it's only well no it something about the light it's painting white as long as everything is being painted white is fine right i.e the ceilings being painted white and the woodwork's being painted white. That's fine. It's not a problem. It's if you're having to cut in to a different colour. That's difficult. Because the light isn't great at this time of year. Plus, painting white is only difficult because it gives you eye strain after a while. Right, right. You start to sort of hallucinate a little bit. A bit you like see, snow blindness. You see all the floaters in your eyes and things like that. So, you know, that can be difficult. But um, I will be painting white. I'll be painting the middle room room in white. And once we've, once we've cleared out the shed, the shed on the new plot we've, we've got, um, we'll be painting the inside of that white, won't we? Well, I think so. It's some cheap, cheap white paint, I would have thought. Have we got any white paint mm, here? I don't think we have. I don't think we have. We might have. I have to look. Well, we could put a, a we might have on free cycle. We might have a load of bits of paint that could be combined together to create a light coloured paint. Not necessarily white, but a light coloured paint that could be used. Or the, the shed could be have a feature wall, maybe. It's not big enough for a bloody feature <laughs> wall, Paul. A feature wall has to be observed from a distance. Really? Do you remember yeah. my office in Wardour Street? Yeah. We painted that. Yeah. And those big um, squares. Blocks of colour. Yeah. That yeah. was great. It was my idea again. It was your idea. Yes, I'm the designer. I think yeah. that's the first time I ever had a pot noodle. What, when we were doing that? Yeah. Because it was the only thing we could bloody eat. I think it was the only thing we could get on a Sunday in the corner shop was like pot noodle and biscuits. Yeah, I think it... Well, I don't know. I think we just went to the nearest store because the nearest place was McDonald's or something and oh, yeah. we didn't want a McDonald's, so... I've never had a McDonald's. We didn't want to go to a pub, so we went to a... And got noodles. We got pot noodles. Mm. So what? There's nothing wrong in a pot noodle, Paul. Mm. They're gorgeous. I love chicken and mushroom ones. Pot noodle, you can send me some freebies if you're listening to this. Wish you're not. Maybe I could swill some water into a pot noodle and pop it on a plate for you and call it supper. I'd be quite happy with that. 
there we are. That's 2020 meals sorted then. That's space age meals for you. Yeah. <laughs> are you going to be wearing a silver outfit? If you want. You could wear those blue silk trousers you've got, those I shiny ones. I have blue silk trousers. Are, are they silver? They're silver oh, silk. Yeah, silver They're Nicole Fari yeah. silver silk trousers and they don't fit me. Oh, well, maybe you can't wear them. No, they're a 32 waist. Right. I'm currently a 36. Right. I know. 2020 is the year of losing weight. If I'm going to fit in those trousers. I, they fit on the legs, the actual legs. But I can't get them round the waist. Hmm. Shame. So they don't fit? No. No, but they're gorgeous. And you're going to mend some of my jeans, aren't you? I am. On our cost-cutting exercise. Well, you like the jeans. They've gone round the crotch. Mm. So a patch is in order. I've washed them so they're lovely and clean and ready for me to work on. Fantastic. Yes. So is I'll it... be working on your crotch later. Lovely. Hmm. Lovely. Those are the jeans we're talking about. There won't <laughs> be any crotchal action today, I'm no. afraid. And no. I won't be in them when you're doing that. Certainly well, I hope not. not. No, that could be dangerous. So I don't think there's anything else to talk about. I think this is the end of this podcast. Podcast number 10. Yay! So the next one, 11, will be soon. <laughs> you can count. And then there'll be 12. And then we're stopping. To do the monthly. Okay? Mm. One a month, not one a week. There's plenty to go back on and look at. I mean, listen to. Plenty. Because mm. you haven't all listened to all of them. So you better go back. You can see that, can you? I can see it. Can you see who has listened? Yes. Oh, I that. can. Oh. So there we are. So, Happy New Year, Happy 2020, be good, be nice, be nice. Be kind. God. Be understanding. Yeah. Be generous. Watch our YouTube channel. Richard, be generous. I'm always generous, I think you'll find. He, always. He bought himself this vacuum cleaner, and guess what I got? The cardboard box I to go got, on the plot. I got the cardboard box for the plot. Thank How you. How lovely. So, that's it. Say goodbye now, Paul. Bye. Bye from me too. See you very soon. Take care. Bye. Bye.